don't look like a runner with Nick and John. I just happened to mention to one of my friends at work who was like, oh, what are you doing online? I was like, oh, I'm just uh, just waiting for my mate to come on because we're going to do a podcast. And, right. she, and she called me a, a hipster, as, as she would. And right. um, and then I made a joke about, oh, yeah, I'm just sitting here drinking my independent IPAs. And then I realised that's literally also actually what I was doing. And um, that was upsetting for me to realise that I've just become the stereotype. Or maybe I always was a stereotype. Shit. Maybe you were the prototype. Oh, nice. This is why we're mates, you see. You look, you look after me, in a way. I know, mate. But I don't really very often. No. To be no. honest. Awful. If anything, I'm, I'm terrible for your self-esteem, I'd say. You are. You are terrible. I didn't want to get into this. Cause I want to save this for when I appear on your other podcast so I can completely tear you apart. But uh, no, I'll save it. I'll save it. <laughs> I'll save, I thought, I'll save my I therapy you, session. I thought you were coming on thread to tear my co-host apart. Oh, no. I'm, is this, I, no, is this I'm, a ruse? No, I'm in his corner. I'm, I, I just have some notes. But uh, yeah. Um, you, you've got something very specific that you want to get into, which may be from the day when I last had drunk on a podcast. So, Well, I, I want to get into it, but I also want to uh, discuss with him what a terrible individual you are. So that's, that's going to take up quite a lot of record time, I imagine. Right, sure. Um, so, is, is this in terms of the um, the damage I'm causing to to my co-hosts on the programmes? Well, I just noticed that you've got a certain trope that you employ with both me and him, <laughs> which is to just tell lies about us to our faces. You just you gaslight us essentially. You're a gas. Yeah. You're a gaslighter. You gaslight the hell out of me and him, and I feel like we need to have a session. A therapy session together. I, mean, I, d- I don't want to go into details, but I, but I will on the other podcast. What's interesting about your theory that I gaslight you? Is oh, it sounds that, like you gaslight me right now. It sounds yeah, like you yeah, gaslight yeah, me right yeah. now. <laughs> is is that you? You simultaneously hold the following truths. One is that I gaslight you, and the other is that you've got a very, very, very poor memory, and you rely on everyone around you to memorise things for you. But then you refuse to accept truths when I offer them to you. No, no, because they're not truths. They're not truths. I remember. I remember what I remember when people remember it to me. <laughs> and that is a truth. <laughs> this is my gaslight. Do this in memory of me, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I need. <clears throat> Oh, mate. So, do you want an intro? <clears throat> intro. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to You Don't Look Like a Runner, a bilingual podcast, a propos de la course, la forme physique et la technologie. Je m'appelle Nick. Je m'appelle Jean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ça va? <laughs> Ça va bien. Oh, that's all um, I've got, unfortunately. Il pleut. No, that's all I've got. Don't try and go any further. I've got Savas, Savabia, Mercy, and whatever I just typed into Google Translate. That's all I've got in my locker. Avez-vous, uh, uh, avez-vous une chambre avec salle de bain pour une nuit, s'il vous plaît? Right, I'm going to say that again, see if I can work it out. Go on. Oh, this, is, this is literally a conversation that no one's ever had. Okay. <clears throat> Try again. Bonjour. Hello. No, no you, you played the part. I'll, oh, no. I'm, I'm going was... to be asking you. You're not going to need any more than bonjour, to be honest. Okay, I was, I was translating. Go on. Okay, right. Do it again. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Avez-vous une have, chambre? Have you? Have you? Yeah. Une chambre? In my bedroom. <laughs> not in your bedroom, yeah. I'm not there, mate. Okay. In the room. In the room. In the room. Avez-vous une chambre pour deux nuits avec une salle de bain? Uh, right, there's something about a night, the night. Yeah. 
poor Nui, so your night, the night. And what was the last bit? I'm going to tell you what it is. Go on. It's, it's do you have do you have a room yeah. for two nights with a bathroom? I, I tell you what, I think I probably could have got there if I'd heard and, it a few more times. So when you when you learn a language, I assume this is the same in, in other countries, but certainly in the English system of learning languages, you um, or the the UK system, the English speaking system, then. Um, uh, I've probably got something better in Scotland knowing them. Uh, <laughs> you you learn phrases such as "Hello, do you have rooms with bathrooms?" and uh, surely the receptionist would go, "Yeah, mate, it's the 21st century." Um, literally, they don't make hotels that don't have bathrooms anymore. So <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. It's a bloody good point, mate. Also, also, when you go up to the passport control. Do they often say, have you got a passport? Or do they just look at you and then you give them a passport? Uh, well, when I, I, I don't know about you, when I go on a flight, I like to exit the plane holding my passport and just walk yep. forwards with it open yep. constantly with just crippling anxiety that at any point I'm going to be stopped and challenged about a misdemeanour, a perceived misdemeanor that I won't be able to explain away in a foreign language and I'll get chucked into some sort of holding cell for days. That's, that's well, you're okay, but my constant fear. someone challenges you, you will just hold up your hand and go, Morton, multipass, <laughs> and it'll be fine. I don't, is that a reference? I don't know what that means. <laughs> yes, it is a reference. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay, good. Well, I don't want to hunt it down. Uh, fine. <laughs> Can we do yeah, this? So exactly. So, no one ever, so that's the other sort of phrases that they teach you. They teach you all these bizarre Bizarre phrases. You're um, essentially French, aren't you? Well, no, is, no. that's how Matt Lassissier works, isn't it? That is how Matt Lassissier works. I mean, you can tell he's French. <laughs> well, there's, there's one big <laughs> giveaway. <laughs> um, where where me and Latisse are from was French speaking for a Just very long great, time. Great mates, couple of great mates, <laughs> great lads. <laughs> um, uh, my grandparents would have spoken French as their day-to-day language. Okay, so um, do, are you French? But, but Guernsey French, which is a which is a dialect. Are you French? I'm not French. Do you have French? Do you speak French? Un petit peu. <laughs> uh, no, I, I speak I speak I speak GCC level French, mate. That's that's all I got. Okay. Um, uh, my theory of this is based on things my mum's told me that a lot of the reason why the local dialect died out was what they teach at school is that um, people started speaking English more because of trade and business. Um, but my mum's always sort of said, oh, yeah, my parents used to speak French when they wanted us not to understand them. Gaslighter. Basically. Um, and so she never learned Guernsey French from her parents and she was learning English at school. And so, um, like that, that just kind of, that went. See, I've got the opposite problem because my daughter's learning French and she's three years old, which means in about, you know, when she hits teenage years, mm-hmm. she's going to be like completely mugging me off, be on my back. Well, no, to my face. She'll be mugging me off to my face. And, As a three-year-old uh, who's learning French, do they just teach her how to say bogeys and how to sing Moana songs? Is that what uh, they do? I mean, that's basic. She I, can I, say she's a bright girl, but that's the level of her conversation when I talk oh, to wow, her. Oh no, she can, uh, she can, she can say je m'appelle, like do all that, do all that. It's very cute. It's very yeah. cute. Um, I learned German for a year. Right. So when you when you were top set or whatever. 
was that to help you with your with your music career so I've, you could understand what was going on in thrash metal i've no idea i've no idea why um i've no idea why i was in top set for french because i wasn't very good at it but uh i can't remember my youth but um i was in i, I had to do german for a year essentially mm-hmm. as part of being like in this french top set Mm-hmm. And the, li- literally the only thing I remember from German, having done it for a year, and I'm pretty sure this was the case the second I finished that year, is this was the only thing I could remember, is how to say, I am 13 years old. It's the only thing I know how to say in German. And, and you again, can't update it anymore. No, gets me nowhere. Gets me nowhere. Ich bin, so ich bin Jahre alt. That's all I can say. So this is like the linguistic version of when you memorise your date of birth that makes you 18, and then it's your birthday and you have to change it. Yeah, well, that is... Or no, the year changes and you have to change it, innit? Yeah, I mean, although I, if I went into a, like, off-licence and tried to buy beer, and then they asked me how old I was, and I said, ich bin Jahre alt, I'd be screwed, wouldn't I? Yeah. If yeah, it was a German okay. off-licence, I suppose. <laughs> but then it serve you unless they're um you know, if you said you were dry zen they might think it was some sort of straight edge thing oh, i'm dry zen you know just dry zen maze i'm just i don't want any beer i'm mm. just fucking i have some peanuts they might do they might think that it's unlikely yeah. um what are we doing what are we talking about we're on a uh, show mate uh, this is a show this is a show it's been a couple of weeks hasn't it we've we've had a bit of a break because you uh you're off you're out you're away yeah, yeah, I was, I was done. So, uh, considering, uh, considering we, if when I look at my life, I don't. Yeah. If someone says, "What do you do with your life?" I'm mm. like, oh, "I'm not, not a lot, to be honest." Yeah, um, but then I find it very hard to find time to do anything. Yeah, uh, do you have that? Do you suffer from that? Apparently so, because as you say, it's been a couple. Of weeks. Yeah, I know. I don't know why we <laughs> failed to record. Because you put the show out when I was going to Glasgow, and then. A week of life happened, and then I was away again, wasn't it? I know you just always you're always uh, always away, always away. I'm always here, waiting for you. Just waiting for you. Just just turn on Skype and see if oh, he's, he's, not oh, he's not there. Oh no, he's still showing us away. And then I look at the the profile picture on Skype and I get depressed. He's fat mm. Nick. But yeah, I do you, you, It's in your it's in your gift to change that. Do you think I can change? I don't. I've no. I've no idea, mate. To be honest. Oh Siri, oh Siri, to do it for you. Oh, I don't, don't know that kind of worms. Jeez. Oh, I've got a lady in a tube. Oh, do you want this? Do, do you want this now, or do you want it? Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Got a lady in a tube. Um, quick, quick, uh, quick review. Um, I haven't managed to get you to do anything other than play me music of any sort of use. Right. I, I don't know what other people are doing with this thing other than shouting at it to play music. Um, it had I, think a weird... all, I think they're all zappied up to the nuts and ifted up with oh. like, hacks and shit, aren't they? Oh, now that that could be the way to go. Couldn't yeah, they? yeah, because that's basically what if does now is is um, internet of things. Oh shit! Okay, right. I need to triggers. look. I need to look into that because the problem is that's the other thing. I haven't got any other internet of things uh, related. I haven't got a hive. I haven't got like Philips Hue or any of that sort of stuff. Um, so really, I am just shouting at a speaker to play music. Uh, it's hit and miss. It, it's probably sixty seventy percent of the time it gets what I gets what I want. It very much struggles with a three year old yelling at it. It doesn't yeah. doesn't even like it. Like just fully ignores her. Which like, Alexa, it just ignores her basically. 
We um, have a problem with. And then, the and then I have to, I have to come in. I have to come in like the peacemaker. Oh. I have to come in like the peacemaker and be like, Alexa, she would like you to play <laughs> Moana soundtrack again, please. <laughs> yeah, Alexa, guess what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a stab in the dark. Go on. First one's set free. Up, set up an if recipe that says if voice recognition fails, play Moana soundtrack. <laughs> that could be good actually, <laughs> but it doesn't even get to the point where it like spins around and looks at her. It's just like nope. It does no. what? It's just like a little spinny, spinny light thing, and then looks at you with the Sorry, lights. No one's told me about this. Oh shit! Have you, oh, because you've not got a tube, have you? So on the tube, mm. around the top of the tube, there's a series of lights. Right. And when you say something, it spins right. around and it it points the light at you, right. saying, "I am listening to you. I can see where you are." So it's it's like it's a physical fixed static not moving device but the eye of sauron kind of swings around it's in the very lights. it's very eye of sauron very eye okay. of sauron okay i've got a quick note i've got a quick what? note on the eye of sauron if you're interested <sighs> I mean, it's up to you but um oh, i don't think i've got any choice now well i just seem churlish if i say no yeah i do want to hear it it's amazing to me how the eye of sauron always seems constantly surprised and a bit panicked every time it spins around do you not do you not see that it's like it's like the eye of Sauron spins around like someone who has left the house without their keys and has realised that they're just a little bit it, basically if they go back and get their keys they're gonna, it's going to be too late it's, it's like shit shit that's basically the eye of Sauron for me. And of course, if you're the eye of Sauron, the 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 added curse that you've got is you can see what you've left behind you. I know because you can see everything. Oh, I can't bloody get there. What's the fucking orcs again? I'm a tower. I can't fucking go useless. Home. <laughs> so yeah, actually, constantly panicked. Well the old, uh, of of in the Lego Batman, didn't they? They did what? In the Lego Batman, the animation of that is quite effective at getting that expression across actually I, we haven't got a, we haven't got a list of topics but i'm gonna add lego batman to the list of topics for another time okay mm-hmm. have you got opinions i've got opinions are you out if i gonna like them i don't think you are no i think rogue one opinions oh no that was bad as <laughs> no my rogue one the, opinions oh, not as wrong as that no 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 no, no. <laughs> my rogue one opinions are completely correct <laughs> completely correct opinions <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't, well, we'll have a, we'll have an entire film podcast, and we'll see. We'll see whose opinions are correct and whose opinions are fundamentally wrong. Well, I think probably what will turn out is uh, that um, all oh, your yeah, opinions I mean... will be incorrectly remembered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... You were no, 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 no. You loved Rogue One. You loved Rogue One. <laughs> Do you remember we went there? We yeah. said, "Oh, that's the best film." We went and got tattoos. You remember with Rogue One on them. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I think you need to do... We haven't got any follow-up, have we? Um, still talking about Lady in the Tube, aren't we? Oh, no, that was pretty much it, to be honest. Essentially, I've not found a use for it other than shouting at it to play some music. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Just about to say you some homework, and I remember it was, that was a different show. Um, now, one of the things I was going to say about three-year-olds and, and Alexa is we've got um, a toy that has voice recognition that is specifically aimed at my youngest child's age group and the voice recognition on it can't recognize his voice. 
because of the problem of voice recognition and young voices. She's very high pitched. Do you think that's what it is? Is a particular range. But I wouldn't go putting myself out there as a voice recognition toy for that age group if I wasn't confident that I could voice recognise that age group's voice. No, no, no. That's quite problematic and a little bit annoying because it was the most expensive toy that we bought last Christmas. Ouch, ouch, ouch. He's still very happy with it, but very disappointed at the same time. He still says it's great and he loves it. It's his favourite toy. And then he goes, but he can't understand me, Daddy. and You'll need to talk to him. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it gets her. Um, and what I would say is she's very cute because she says please and thank you to it. Whereas I just bark instructions. <laughs> at, and I feel like um, in a Planet of the Apes scenario, she <laughs> she's James Franco. Um, where she's being very nice to Alexa. And she's like, Alexa, please, can you play? Oh, that's the other thing. So the other thing she does is when Alexa can... I mean, poor fucking Alexa, Jesus Christ. So Alexa goes from not being able to hear her to be to being asked to play songs that she has made up in her head. <laughs> songs, that, songs that do not exist anywhere other than in her brain. So when she say, Alexa, please can you play Ducky Ducky Tweet Tweet? Thank you. And then it's like, oh, playing Drake, whatever. And then she's like, no... And she gets annoyed at it. But it's, she's asking it for songs that don't exist. So um, I feel a bit sorry for Alexa, but she is very polite to it. Whereas I am very like... I think Alexa probably prefers me because although I'm a little bit sterner, I, I do set clear boundaries with Alexa. There's no like misunderstanding me. I talk to it in computer speak. So I, I, I talk to it like I'm entering instructions on a command line. I'm just imagining you standing there going, Alexa, if... Alexa, pseudo play. <laughs> that's basically how I operate. So I, I, that's my curse. But um, yeah, she's very polite to it, although a little bit hazy in her instructions, needless to say. Hmm. Any follow up? I've got no, I've got no follow up. Um, I had some private follow up, but um, as I said to you earlier, although it was incredibly useful and interesting, it's probably not really podcast material. But I had some follow up about uh, laptops and Windows, but oh, we, we might come, we, we might come to that. Yeah, yeah. so we'll um, we, we, and we might circle back through some Alexa stuff in a bit, but uh, tangentially. So I'm um, desperate to I, know what this plan was that you had last time that we didn't get around to doing. Oh, I'm going to do something else first. I'm going to no, make sure we get to it though. Make, make sure we get to it. Well, I want to. I, I want to talk about training. Um, okay, cool. Because cool. Cause that's where we are in the order, and I'm I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, well, so, right, right. This feels like therapy now. This feels like Nick never lets me go first, so I'm going to go first this time. I'm just trying to balance it up because the first segment was you. So then, then me, and then I'll come back to you. It's How was the first segment? How was the first segment? Me. We were just having a conversation. We were talking, talking about your Alexa, isn't it? Okay, gaslight yeah. me again. Right, go on. <laughs> Um, so this is something I was going to talk about last time and I've got some more uh, stuff I want to talk about as well so bikes Um, I have had some oh god I've got loads of bike stuff I've got tag-alongs to talk to you about as well a tag-along? yeah yeah which um, right been back out on a group ride because um, I wasn't doing those because they were on Sundays and I was doing long runs for the marathon and you're a bit scared Um, of the gang as well well, yeah, a bit scared of the gang. Um, I, did, I did on the way back from 
one of the group rides ask if anyone could uh lend me uh, a stanley knife so i would go out with the, my biker gang and pick up a blade um, <laughs> <laughs> which was amazing um uh, nice to be nice to be back on the, on the ride and a few different people in in the group now including one of the lads who's, who's really hardcore but he's also uh, Sundays is is um, as I'm saying. I know where you're going to go as soon as I tell you this. Uh, his Sundays are apparently his casual, relaxed ride. So I'm clearly going like the clappers, and he's like chatting along nicely to me. So um, yeah, that's probably slightly uh, passag dig at me, really. Mm. Him him going. Oh, normally I'd be doing 100 miles and twice as fast, mate. But uh, being as I'm with you. Do you think that he actually is, or do you think he's just saying that? To... No, 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 no. I think genuinely, he, it's 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 like the mileage that he does and the level that he's cycling at. It's like if my running plan says you're doing a five k easy ride. Can, do, do you want to hear about do you, just a quick quick sidebar on how pathetic I am as a human being? Yeah, sure. Seem, seems like it seems like it's in your wheelhouse. I went bowling on Sunday. And in yes, fact, I, in fact, I went bowling the previous Sunday as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I was aware of the first right, bowling. So, so, so I went bowling. <laughs> this is awful. Do you know there was that? Um, do you know there was that bowling alley that got held up in the hostage situation a couple of weeks ago? Did you go there because it was going to be cheaper? Well, that's my bowling alley, right? Oh, is it really? And it was on the news. And I know this isn't the desired reaction when something like that happens on the news. But I was on the news. I was watching on the news. I went. I haven't been bowling in ages. Really fancy going bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Reminding me how much I enjoyed it. So I went. I went on a Sunday after the hostage situation because I really fancied a bowl. Having seen it on the news so much, so I went. And um, and the girl on my, on my desk was like, "Oh, it's." Uh, oh, she she looked really she looked really shaken up. Right. And she was like. Um, yeah, she's like, oh, it's, it's yeah, it's usually really busy. It's usually really busy on a Sunday morning, but ever since that, it's just so quiet. And I was like, fuck, amazing. I love, I love a quiet, I love a quiet <laughs> venue. Quite bowling alley. <laughs> I was like, this is brilliant. And she's like, then, he's, then she's like, oh, it's only three quid a game. I was like, this is, this is the best hostage situation that I've <laughs> ever witnessed. He's, personally, this has been a real boon for me. <laughs> I um, mean, um, let's just let's just uh, reassure, reassure some people who may not know the story. No one died. No, no, it was fine. It In was 2017, fine. nobody died. Nobody died of a bowling alley hostage situation. So basically, a guy, situation a guy with, with a, shorn off, a sawn off shotgun went into a bowling alley. Um, I think he was a disgruntled ex boyfriend and, and held a couple of people hostage. It, was, it, was, it looked, it genuinely did seem awful. But unfortunately, I am a sack of meat who saw that and went, oh, I haven't been bowling in ages. I really fancy a bowl. But to be fair, I went to that bowling alley to, like, give them some custom, trying, you know, get them back on their feet. Very, very altruistic gesture for me. I could have gone to Leicester, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> so that's not... This isn't even the bit. This isn't even the pathetic bit, right? Right. So um, I went bowling with my wife and my three-year-old daughter <laughs> and crushed them. At bowling, even though I was rubbish, right? I still won. I still won. And you'd think that it would have, you know, not tasted as sweet, but it mm. did. It tasted beautiful. So much so that I said, oh, well, <laughs> let's go back again next week. And the next, so I went this Sunday with them and played again. And they both did a lot better and I did a little bit worse. Right. And I still won. 
But I still felt the need on the drive home to come up with reasons as to why I wasn't quite as dominant as the week before. I know the main reason. Go on. It was just a little bit busier, wasn't it? No, no, it was, it was quieter, if anything. It was quieter. <laughs> the thing is, though, right? Here's the thing. So, what? why are people staying away? What do they think is going to happen? That someone's going to go, well, that's just the, uh, that's the bowling alley where all the hostage situations take place. We had one last week. They'll probably do another one soon. So what do they think is going on? Bowling for Hinkley. Oh, my God. Nuneaton, mate. Nuneaton. Don't tar, Nuneaton, don't okay. tar Hinkley with that brush. Opsec. Okay. Opsec as well, man. Come on. Well, you're the one who made a big deal about it. <laughs> No, no, Nuneaton, Nuneaton. So, yeah, um, I still felt the need to, because I'm a horrible, fragile piece of shit, I still felt the need to just, on the drive home as well, to my wife going, well, the thing is, the, um, it's because we were bowling on the other side this time, so my run-up was a little bit hampered by the uh, by the track. don't even know what, I don't know what technical terms are, but I felt the need to justify myself, because I'm a pathetic loser. particular couple of things i want to talk about about the the cycling was um there's all the all the standard things of oh my god it's just a totally different movement and not quite being right for it yet um but i had my first puncture on the road which hasn't happened before um have you have you had any breakdowns yet obviously you and i are, are expert bicycle repairists after going to the famous bicycle repair uh, events with the woman who didn't want to be there. Yeah, uh, the only breakdown I've had was an like something I wouldn't have been able to deal with. Um, right, where a spoke broke. Oh wow! So there's not a lot I can do in that situation. I had to walk home. Um, I was about a mile from home at that point. So did you carry the bike or did you just chain it up? No, I just I just I just walked it. Um, yeah. but you just you wouldn't be able to like. It wouldn't be a sensible idea to keep riding it, but I was coming. Right. Down, it was a bit scary because I was coming down a hill. It's quite a steep hill, quite a fast ride. Right. Um, and at the bottom of the hill is a quite a sharp bend, so I was coming down quite quickly. And you sort of lean into the bend, and it's like a nice. It's a nice sort of. You know, it's an enjoyable little uh, thing to do, but yeah. um yeah, it kind of pinged just before that bend. It was like shit. So uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a hairy one, but. Yeah, it's... Uh... So what, you, you literally crashed in a corner? No, no, it just pinged. It was like a really loud... I couldn't actually work out what had happened initially. Um, there was just a really loud ping sound. And then I looked, like, at the back wheel, sort of between your yeah. legs, and it was sort of just wobbling all over the place. And I was like, what the hell's oh, going God. on here? Um but I couldn't then, like, I couldn't diagnose it because I couldn't see, I thought, oh, is the wheel bent or something? And I couldn't see the wheel bending. But then when I, and I was like, has it come out of its, um, like, oh, I can't think of the word. Has it come out of its Hole? positions? Yeah, like the, the, the where you put the nut and stuff, has it come out of that? But it hadn't. And I was like, why Why is it wobbling? Um, but yeah, it's one of the, the spoke, that loss of tension on one side just means when you spin it, it yeah. wobbles all over the place. So yeah, it was did quite you, a bit, bit hairy. Did you self-repair that then in the end? Or? No, 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 no. No, I took it, oh. to, I took it to a man. Took it to a man. Took to a man. Yeah. Get yourself a boy. I've been cycling around with repair kits and spare inner tubes and all this sort of stuff, feeling quite safe and quite secure. Um, turns out, mate, turns out, I'm going to make a recommendation for you now. 
Yeah. If you're going to go to the, if you're going to go to all the trouble of carrying all the shit with you to fix the bike, do a do a dry run repair one day before you go out. Okay. Because I, um, I'll, I'll tell you how I got the puncture. Maybe in a minute. That's not the main part of the story. The main part of the story is I'm with this group of very experienced cyclists, right? Yeah. Who can speed change an inner tube at the side of a road, and um, I get this puncture, and we all stood around the bike and we're like. How does this wheel come off? I was like, well, it's got a quick release on it. And they're like, yeah, no, we just opened the quick release and it's not. Uh, what? Because my mate wanted to show off and do it. So he decided, he's like, oh, I've taken, I've opened the quick release and nothing's happening. I was like, it's a quick release. And I, I had a look at it as well. I was like, it's not dropping out, it's locked. What? And on one side, there's like this immovable bolt. And on the other side, there's this quick release and there's just nothing, nothing's happening. Um, it turns out that I got something called a through a through axle, mm-hmm. and nobody had ever seen it. Have you got? Have you seen these? <laughs> have you seen these? Have you read about these? No, I have not. So, um, yeah, all this all this experience and everything, and it, in the end, if I probably googled it at the side of the road, we probably could have very quickly got the wheel off because as it happens, it does come off very easily, but there's a, this is a specific thing. So this isn't like get two spanners and work it off like you would back in the day. This isn't just flip the catch and ratchet it out a little bit and the wheel drops out. This is you, um, you, you open this quick release, but the quick release is just a cap. You put an Allen key on it and you spin it and the whole axle pulls right out of the hub. Right. And then the wheel, and then the wheel drops out. But because no one had seen it, and we were right near the start of the ride, I was just like, "Right, lads, I feel a dickhead." That's five hundred yards from my house. I've got a puncture, and we can't change it. Can you ride away and leave me, leave me alone? So I did this walk of shame with my bike back up the hill. Um. So yeah. Uh. Now I feel the need to really get to grips with the bike because I was. I think I was overconfident that I could actually fix it. Um, I do now have to take the wheels off now, but I don't think I would ever go out on a bike for a long distance if I hadn't already taken things off of it. Um, so yeah, I really recommend you have a look at that. And I'm going to put a link for this thing up on the internet, um, in the show notes. Cause it, it is a, it is a really weird one. And the other thing was I couldn't get the tires off. Yeah. See, I, I've taken the wheels off mine, so I know how to take the wheels off. That's not a problem. Right. Um, although I believe I did the wrong the first time round. uh, that's that's by the by, but I, I got them off regardless. Um, so I've I've taken the wheels off and changed the chain and, and all that sort of business. Wow, um, you are a bicycle repairman. Not really. It's just things things that like are visibly obvious how to do. I'm all right with. Right. So a chain, it's like well, I can see that that needs to wrap around that bit. So that just needs to be put on. Hmm. But, but yeah, on with you. Like if I had to, if I had to take the wheel off and then put a new energy, I, I think I'd be absolutely screwed, mate. To be honest, I think it'd be awful. I think it'd be terrible. Yeah. Um, so it is. It is a worry. It is a worry. Getting the getting the whole thing done at home without all my mates looking at me still took me thirty minutes. Yeah, and. Um, I, I think it's because do you remember me telling you that I've got I've got tires that are tubeless ready but not tubeless. Right. Now, are you familiar with the the tubeless tire concept? Vaguely, yes. So there's this technology that exists now didn't exist when we were kids that you can just have <clears throat> your wheel sealed to your rims. 
Right. And then if you have a puncture, you basically spray glue into it and right. then pump your tire straight back up and off you go. Okay. And that's supposed to be for like speed and for quickness and all this, all this sort of stuff. Sounds great. It does sound great. But I think, well, so where I'm going with the story is well, I think I'm going to need to do that because um, my, my wheel has an inner tube, but it's tubeless ready. And the corollary of that is that my tyre is really, really, really wedged into the rims. Because mm-hmm. obviously to get it tubeless, it needs to have a real neat seal. Yeah. And it is like, it's really, really hard to get these things to come out again once yeah. they're in. So it took a lot, a lot of like, I, I, I was leaning on it so much I thought I was going to buckle the rims before I could actually get the thing out. So I'm going to, I'm going to look into I'm definitely looking into that. Yeah. It sounds also, let's be honest. sounds amazing. I could do that. I could do that. I could spray some glue on something and then pump it back up. I could do that. Yeah, exactly. That's in my wheelhouse. But in like wheelhouse. We... Yeah. I think, uh, if anything, I need to go back to that cycle thing again and not then get really drunk afterwards. Yeah. Which is what we did. <clears throat> Um, and then rely on me yeah. to be your memory after the fact again. <laughs> See, even even oh, this, no. though, is just another example of you getting in my head. You're gaslighting me about your gaslighting. That's it, mate. That's it. It's three levels deep now oh, on the gaslighting. Oh, Jesus. Don't even know about the first one. You didn't even see it. <laughs> the last thing I want to say about, uh, say about bikes is um, I'm getting to the end of my cycle scheme. Do you remember buying the bike through the cycle scheme? Vaguely. So cycle scheme is this, is this thing where you, you, you're supposed to um, get a bike uh, tax-free, right, mm-hmm. by paying for it in monthly installments. And I nearly didn't go for it because it looked like mathematically it wasn't going to work out that I was going to save any money. Right. And I've just had my letter saying that I'm right at the end of the cycle scheme because basically you you get a voucher from a cycle scheme provider um, and you take that to a shop and then you get given a bike. Mm-hmm. And the voucher is based on the cost of all the equipment you want to buy as quoted for by the shop. <clears throat> and then work pays for the voucher and then you pay work back in, in lumps. And um, I spent... Seven hundred and two pounds and sixty pence, and all the kit that I bought. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks like at the end of it, I'm going to end up paying. I've just, I was doing some maths just before I came came on mic. Um, Eight hundred seventy eight pounds and twenty four pence. Uh, and this is supposed to be what? this is supposed to be a way of making a bike affordable. So here's here's the math: seven hundred two pounds sixty um, in monthly payments of uh, £58.55. So that's the total amount that I actually got the certificate for, right? They want a balloon payment at the end to release the bike into my name of £175.64. And how many monthly payments is this? 12 times 58.55. This is the thing I knew you want to do the maths on this. <clears throat> right, 58.55, yeah, go on. So that's 72.60. Yeah. They want a balloon payment of £175.64. All right. Total eight hundred seventy-eight twenty-four. Right, right. Now, the argument then is that I've saved twenty percent in tax on those monthly payments. So that that figure of seven hundred two pound seventy twenty uh, percent tax saving on that is well one hundred forty pound. 
140 pound exactly well no, but I'd, hang on no, no no what i don't understand so 702 so 702 pounds 702 pounds worth of gear right, right. But, so if you just bought it there up there and then on the day it would have cost you 702 pound yeah right right or if you or if you put it on an interest-free credit card well, um, yeah, that was one of the things. I actually phoned him up and I went, why would I do this when I've got £700 in my bank or a credit card with Broom? And they went, oh, well, you know, you'll definitely make a saving overall. All right. Right. Cause it look, I'll be honest, mate. It looks like I've got massively dicked. It looks like you've been absolutely dicked. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm hoping that there's going to be a reveal where you weren't dicked because right, right. now this looks like no. a one-way street to dicking. <laughs> it really is. So... Let's look at the £702 for a second, right? If I'm saving 20% on the tax on that, that's £140, as you say. So that I've saved off the 702 but then the balloon payment of 175 means that in total I'm down 35 quid. But you're not saving anything. So no, say, I'm, all right, all right, I'm literally sorry. down 35 quid. Sorry, so the 702 was 700 pre-tax. Pe- was that pre-tax? paid but it's pre-tax so they right. will come back and say you've saved 140 pounds right and i and then i go okay but the final payment's 175 <laughs> so so it would have been um what like 842 842.4 what would have been 842.4 yeah what would have been what so if you'd have paid vat if you'd have paid tax oh, on it, feed, uh, if I no, it was, it was seven hundred two came off my salary, but before it, tax. Hang on, but if you'd have bought it outright, it would have been seven hundred two, including VAT. Yeah. I could have paid cash seven hundred two pound. But you, I think right. Just to wrap, just to put a, just to put a big bow on this, you are very good at maths. Yes, right? well, sort of. Yeah, this is a scheme designed to encourage people to use bicycles. Okay, mm-hmm. and it is taking one person who's got a full command of all the figures and has thought about it a lot, me, and one person who's very good at maths and has common sense, you. We don't know what the fuck is going on, but you wouldn't even get the full twenty percent. No, oh my, because because you're no, not going to be generous. You're not going to be. You're not going to have twenty percent taken off that seven hundred and two pounds. No, because obviously because I've got it's tax free allowance. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you're probably you're probably looking at about a hundred. Uh, so you're probably looking, I'd say, tax free allowance, probably five four fifty five hundred of that is probably what you'd have been taxed on. Yeah. So you're probably looking at about a hundred pounds saving there. Yeah, that's enough, awful, isn't it? That is, well, the, the fact that even if in the best case scenario you're still thirty five pound worse off. Yeah, that's horrific, isn't it? Absolutely pathetic, mate. Evans and or whoever probably would have done you an interest free payment. So you probably wouldn't even need a credit card or anything if you couldn't afford it outright right there and then. They'll yeah. probably do interest free finance. Well, I, yeah. I and mean, we probably I, do it over a longer term, so it is actually more accessible to people at that point. Yeah. And I, 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 I had access to interest-free credit card at that point anyway, and I was like, I, they went, oh, it's going to be very convenient for you because you're only going to be paying 50 quid a month. I was like, yeah, but I'd put it on my card and pay £50 a month off of it, you know. So, 
what, what, what are you even talking about? Do you know what I mean? Oh, real, I, I do know what you mean, mate. Real, I, I think that, that thing is an absolute shambles. Are and you sure that's what it was? 12 monthly payments and then the balloon payment on the end? Not the balloon payment is the 12th monthly payment? No, no, mate. <sighs> Terrible, isn't it? Wow. So if anyone out there's got <laughs> a cycle scheme and has actually saved some money on it, I'd really love to to hear about it. I mean, I'm, you know, broadly speaking, I'm happy with my bike and I managed to find a good deal on my bike anyway. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't, I don't really care, except for the fact that um, it's, it's literally supposed to be designed to encourage participation and exercise and uh, reducing carbon footprints and all, all those things that bikes are supposed to be for. Hmm. And it doesn't work and it's so bureaucratic and it's such an absolute mess and you can't even think about it and understand it so how are people buying it and understanding it i just absolute absolute shitstorm me that's but i mean i'm not as i'm not as leftist as you in terms of my concerns my concerns are pure mathematics um and I don't like being ripped off, so I'm glad I didn't go down that road. Uh, Vitality Life, though, I've got a great deal. 50% off bikes at Evans, so... 50%? Yeah, 50%, mate. You can get a brand new bike at Evans, 50% off. Have I got that as well? Yeah. As far as I know, I think you're on the same thing as me, aren't you? No, I'm on a different thing. That's uh, going into the weeds, but... Yeah, you get, might... I, you might do, uh, but yeah, it's one where you have to. I get the I get the cheap shoes. It's a bit like a terrible um, phone contract where you have to buy it up front and then claim the money back, but it's still fifty percent off if it's, you yeah. if you could be asked to claim it back. You know, if you're talking about a grand bike, it's probably worth. So I might investigate that for the summer. Um, but I, I do I do have those t- same concerns about you about uh, repairs. It's 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 a constant worry to me. I look I, so far Touchwood. I've been lucky enough. That I've had any issues close enough to my house to fix them, like yeah. just walk back. But if needs be, I'll just ring someone to come and pick me up. To be honest, that's what I have to do. Yeah, carrying my carrying my bike home was really awful. I wish I just left it in a hedge. <laughs> Do you just push it? We just push it. We just push it. Oh, because it was it was proper flat, mate. It was all the way down. Mm. Um, what I've been working on, I okay. I've got I've got a quick question for you. You might be able to help me with this because I've got a feeling you might have dabbled in this before. Um, uh, Just quick aside on the gym. Still struggling for motivation. I'm actually going to meet a friend of mine tomorrow morning at the gym to try and see if we training together would give me a bit of motivation for the gym because I just like running too much. That's my problem. it's just so much easier for me to go running and I just prefer doing it to go into the actual gym. Um, running, though, the weather's turned. Do you have any recommendations for cold weather attire? Because I'm still going out in shorts and a T-shirt with a very thin jacket over the top. Mm. And I'd say for at least the first mile and a half, I am freezing cold until I've properly warmed up. Um and I'm thinking about getting some tights, leggings, whatever you want to call them, yeah. for running. The problem is, though, I have uh, big legs, big old, powerful uh, legs that I worry wouldn't do very well for those sorts of 
Mm. Items of clothing. I mean, they're stretchy, so there's that. Mm, how stretchy, though? I can't... Uh, um, oh, same sort of stretchiness as a, as a base layer. Sort of pair of... Um, well, basically, I, I've got... Shorts. Okay, so I've got some base layer shorts before. Mm. Mm. So if I was to pitch for the same size that I've got with those mm. for the leggings, mm. you think that'd be all right? I reckon so. Okay. Um, I, what about a ba- what about a top base layer? I'm not sure about that. You know, like a long sleeve, stretchy. Let me let me let me talk talk you through my my kit bag here then, because um, I think you might hear what I have to say and think I am I'm not gonna listen to anything that John says because he's an idiot. Okay, <laughs> okay, that would be a change, but carry on. I don't change my my uh, my bottom half. I don't change anything from what I wear in the summer. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. I still, I still wear, I wear compression lined shorts for preference and particularly for longer, um, runs and, uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. I wear the, I wear the same, just a, a kind of a technical trainer line, trainer liner style sock in my shoes. And that's it. That's the bottom half done. So, mm-hmm. well, um, no, I don't think you're crazy because that's what I've done and always have done. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm wanting to start earlier in the morning, sort of like six o'clock, and I've, the idea right. of getting up and going out in that freezing weather just worries me a bit. But see, my main worry in that is is frost mm, and slippy, ice. slippiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, my my father-in-law's broadly convinced me that so long as you keep going in a straight line, you're okay. <laughs> and, uh, I, I do. Don't, don't break for anything. Um, um, on the on the top, though, I will wear so. I've been out in my base layer without anything on top. Mm-hmm. And I don't wear like I don't wear like a super super lycraed base layer, but it's it's like a it's like a long sleeved technical shirt. That's what I refer to as my base layer. Okay, so do you think that's that's good enough? Do you just uh, do, essentially <laughs> double double up on the um, yeah technical? Yeah, for me, for me, there's a, I've got a couple of t shirts that are very very thin that I won't wear in the winter, and then I've got my my slightly thicker weight t-shirts and i will be wearing those and i've got the, this long sleeve as well and the run i did the other day i did it with the long sleeve but without a t-shirt on top right yeah um and then the next time it gets a little bit colder i'll just chuck one of the heavier t-shirts on um and that's me um i get very bad chapping on my skin so i will wear um some really 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 cheap gloves that i got from tesco's mm-hmm um, which are like all man-made fiber. Man, my my hands. Pound fifty. Are, my hands are so cold for my run the other day. I went. I went out Sunday morning. It was a really nice run, but the first mile was just. I actually wore. I actually wore a woolly hat out for my run. Right. It was that cold, um, and yeah, my hands were absolutely. My thumbs particularly. Yeah. Because I'm sort of like holding my hands like clasped. And my thumbs were taking the brunt of it, and man, freezing. So I'm thinking I might need to put some fingerless gloves on or something. Yeah, then I, I do wear a woolly hat as well when it get when it gets cold. But I'm I'm kind of always try. I, I probably always go one run too many before I add the next layer because right, I'm like I don't get, I don't yeah, want to start don't want to start wearing the hat now. Yeah, because I'll need the hat. I think then I need uh, a slightly thinner hat. I've got like um quite a thick fintulate. Yeah, that's going to be heavy, man. It was very sweaty by the end. I need, yeah. I need, because I've got a, I've got a big bald head. I need something to stop the, just really to stop the heat escaping more than anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so I need to maybe maybe need to look into that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I've been looking on Decathlon today to try and get some get some ideas what I could. I was trying to order loads of base layers the other day on Decathlon, and then I realised that their delivery schedule is um, IKEA length. So, oh, well, I've, yeah, I've ordered some Tr- IKEA trigger warning IKEA. No, I've, I've tried. I've just ordered something off IKEA, and it's like next August before it will arrive yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get down there and get and, and get some base layers. But yeah, that's, that's right, well, pretty much my winter rig. I, I have got a lightweight. Do you fancy going to Cathlon? Should we go to Cathlon oh, together, mate? Can we do a record there? Oh shit, dog! Should we get some? Uh, take the iPhones. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we'll go to Coventry to Cathlon. Bob <sighs> Rico. Uh, we can go to um, what's that? A Mexican chain? It's a bit like Nando's. Chiquitos. Yeah, there's a Chiquitos there. We can go there for some food if you want. Sounds amazing. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a little date, a little mandate to decathlon. Country Cov. decathlon. Wow. Is there anything sexier? Afterwards, yeah. if you want, I'll take you bowling and eating. It's three pound a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's empty, absolutely dead. So I want to hear this new game. Was it a game? Yeah. It's it's a it's a surprise feature. It's, okay, because um, we have to do it quick because we're already an hour. Hit the hour already. Right. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff about the French language in there earlier, but, you know. Oui. Um, so, ah. there's... Un petit pois. <laughs> I've got something here. Un <laughs> petit pois, indeed. Um, <laughs> I've got something here, which... Now, there is a chance that you're going to go, no, mate, that's not mine. And there's a chance that if you say that, you might be correct. Right. But even if you refuse to acknowledge or accept that this is yours, I still I still think there's value in this item that I'm about to do. I've got a book I think you left in my office. Premiership okay. football facts and trivia by John White. I did leave that. I did shit. I didn't mean I didn't mean to leave that, but I did leave that. So uh, my feature is I'm going to ask you some questions about Premiership. Football facts and trivia by John White. Would you would you like to know the ironic part of this? Do you know? Yeah, do you know yes, why that was in my office? Because, because you were writing a quiz. No. Well, yes, but I was using that book on another podcast to do the exact same thing you're doing right now. Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. That it, I want to speak to. It's interesting. To it's book. it's incredible, isn't it? That book. It's incredible. <laughs> Premiership Football Facts and Trivia by John White. Um, uh, first, I want to talk about the physical condition of the book, actually. Okay. Um, cool. Nick, you're a page turner when you're saving pages. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm broadly okay with that. I think it shows a book is, uh, is, is loved. I think I was, I, was, I was saving those pages because I was reading out some of the facts on those pages that were astronomically boring, but had somehow Brilliant. still made it into the book. Of premiership facts. And well, things. inevitably, they're going to end up in the quiz that I'm about to do. Excellent. That's where the pages are going to fall open. For amazing, me. amazing. Um, well, there's one there, page 24. I'm going to go straight straight for that. Okay. Um, thing number two, someone's written something in pencil on the inside, which has then been rubbed out, and I can't make it out. Okay. Did you get this from a charity shop? Um, I think it was bought. I think it was bought for me, but I can't remember right. by whom. It's a Christmas gift. Possibly. Someone's Someone's written something indecipherable that looks I mean, like a... It's it's an absolute classic, isn't it? It's a classic yeah. of um, perhaps like uh, the in-law family uh, yeah. purchasing you a gift because oh he he 
he likes football. He likes the football. Yeah, he likes football, um, which is fine. It's nice. It's nice to be thought of at all, really. But um, yeah, it's it's a classic of the family at Christmas taking a bit of a punt. Not yeah, really no, sure what to buy. Where would you store such an item once you've been given it, Nick? Oh, uh, I mean, that did not leave my bathroom, uh, the cistern, really, on the toilet until I had to take it into university to uh, use it on a football podcast quiz. Yeah, so I want to to speak to the water damage that it's sustained. (laughs) Really? There's a very prominent yellow watermark across most of the cover. Really? That that didn't happen on my watch. Oh, didn't it? Didn't it? But as far as I'm aware, it spoke to me of sitting on the Morton throne. It it did do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember any specific. Next to your um, um, probably next to your Helen and Ollie book. That is also on my. um, That is that's still in the in the toilet. Um, Was that was that sort of Kickstarter reward? No, no, that was the thing they actually released. That's an actual before the the days of Kickstarter. Um, I've actually got another one of those books. Right. That um, a friend of a show who we discussed Mm -hmm. last week, Callum. Um, mm. he bought me for my birthday one year um, the Aston Villa version of the book you're wow. so it's specific Aston Villa fact and it's even was it more, by John White? Uh, I'm not sure but it's even worse it's even worse it's even more boring <laughs> as, a, as a collection of football trivia it's, it's absolute garbage well, uh, uh, and now you've brought that up, I think maybe we should watch the, they've probably updated it since, but maybe we should watch the late 90s uh, official history of Aston Villa VHS that I've got in my loft at some point. Have you, and it, do, do a live show of that. That'd I be... remember taking that into, um, I had a presentation at school, like a show and tell right. thing, and I took right. that video in and showed them a load of Dwight York goals. And my, my whole presentation was on Dwight York. Probably was the highlight of the day for everyone at school. Certainly the highlight of my school life. <laughs> Come on, I, I'm desperate so, for you to hit me with some... Uh... I think the last thing I want to talk about with regard to this book, and this is something that everybody who has a copy can enjoy. This isn't about the specific it's, condition in which you left the book. It's only me and you that have got a copy of that book. Um, no one else has got it. I just want I I, I to try and understand where the jacket cover quotes from celebrities have come yes from. now these these were read out on the pod i remember these were read out on the podcast <laughs> is there a specific reason why john white author of premiership football facts and trivia who lives in county down northern ireland is there any reason why he's got three well wales internationals giving him jacket quote oh right quotes? let me see if i can remember who the internationals are okay can see if we can remember who they are yeah from cold or do you want me to read their no from words? from cold Okay. Gary Speed. <laughs> yes. I remember Gary Speed because it was a very sad conversation on a podcast when he was brought up. Wow. Um, Mark Hughes. Yes, correct. And, oh. Is it Big Nev? No, no. Oh, okay. No. I can't, I can't. I mean, you'd want, you'd want him on Oh, the um, goalkeeper. Goalkeeper? No, no. Oh, okay. No. What was the goalkeeper's name? Costly. Anyway, Giggsy. Ah, well. Oh, well, yeah, but yeah, but isn't Giggsy's quote incredibly vague? Read me Giggsy's quote. Just darting in and out of John's book <laughs> has reminded me of so. I like the way he's described it, like he's doing a mazy run down the wing. Right, there's no. I think I said this at the time when I read this out. There is no way. There is no way that Ryan Giggs started his sentence just darting in and out of his book. There's no way he said that. 
<laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't Ryan Giggs just be dying in and out? Because yeah. Ryan Giggs doesn't sit there going, well, I'm Ryan Giggs, what do I do? I dart in and out of things. There's no way he said that. No way. <laughs> just darting in and out of John's book has reminded me of so many wonderful moments that the players and oh. managers of the Premier League have given us down the years. Oh, this did, book is a fascinating read. Does Mark Hughes say, just volleying one in from outside the box <laughs> reminds me of... <laughs> well, funnily enough, he does, he does finish his quote with a superb read that scores every time. Oh, God, horrible. Horrible. Uh, Gary Speed's got a bit of a more cultured... Oh, don't, uh, no, don't. Can we not bring Gary Speed quote. in, please? It upsets me too much. Oh, it's a good job I didn't say it was up there with Rambe, isn't it? John's book covers just about all you would ever want to know about the Premiership, and just opening it up at any page helps rekindle many fond memories from my Premiership years. Oh, what a great, That's nice. What a great man. Yeah. Hughes, I'm going to do the full Hughes quote. 16 wonderful seasons of highs and lows, outstanding <laughs> moments, wonderful goals, colourful incident. Singular. Colourful right. incident. No one... and matches, comings and goings. And so much more under the one cover. No. A superb read that scores no. every time. No, no, no. Any, any human being who's ever seen Mark Hughes talk knows he didn't say that. No, Mark Hughes has so not said that. No, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having it. Maybe his publicist said it, but he did not say it. Okay, who said the following? Okay. I gave an interview to Radio 4 about the vocabulary of English football and how you quickly become familiar with it. Oh, is that it? That's the quote. Who is said it? that? Um, what, have you got any clues? I've gone inside. Well, I've picked the most on-brand um, quote for this episode of this podcast, to be honest. Uh, what? What? It's it's just connects with everything we've been doing today. I gave an interview to Radio Four about the vocabulary of English football and how quickly you become familiar with it. Who said it? How is that a quote that's made it into a book? Well, uh, that's the point of this segment, isn't it? Is that's quote? that's just somebody saying words words to to another person. That's not. I mean, I know. Sure, I know. Sure, it's, I, know yeah. it's te- I know that is literally the definition of a quote. But I mean, usually you want them to be notable or insightful. Just saying a thing that you've done, as I used to tell to my students a lot, a lot of time, is uh, yep. doth not interesting make. Um, I don't know. Shall I do? Shall, shall I do? Shall I do a voice or Can, that? Yeah, go on, do, yeah, well, yeah give, well, I, uh, even if it doesn't, I'd really want to hear it. I gave an interview to Radio 4 about the vocabulary. Oh, it's Genoa, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. So that's Villa, that's French, it's everything we yeah. love. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, Tractor Boy causes big surprise. At newly promoted Ipswich Town, striker Marcus Stewart was the unknown quantity at the start of the 2000-2001 season. However, Stewart's 19 Premier League goals helped his side to fifth in the table, and he finished runner-up to Chelsea's prolific frontman Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank in the Premier League goal-scoring table. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you a question, but I just kind of just read it. Sorry, I was supposed to ask you a question. Oh, what question were you going to ask me? I don't know. I just carried on reading it out. Oh. I need to ask you to turn it into a question, don't I? Yeah. So, um, do you want that back sometime? Yeah, if you know someone see you, I'll have it back, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very you book. I had, a, I had a message from Stedman. Right. Apparently I'm in trouble. Right. I'm getting a big bollocking tomorrow. Okay, when good. We record, when we record Thread. Good. Um, and uh, it's 
apparently I, I did something bad yeah. on tape during the leopard recording. And uh, apparently uh, he says it will be fun for me to admonish you on tape for a change. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But um, pro tip Pro tip for pro tip pro tip for him is like uh, don't pre warn me that you're going to do that to me. You don't. Uh, if you're going to ga- if you're going to gaslight someone, you want to. Well, be a surprise. Yeah. You yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I've counter arguments already for. Well, um, yes. <coughs> Always got well, counter arguments. Yeah. Yep. 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 So someone walked up to me today. Go on. Another. Is it is it a start of a joke? <laughs> no, I know him. It was a, it was it was it was a a, uh, a neighbour, and we were walking kids to, kids to school, and um, you know the sorts of opening lines that are kind of dream opening lines for you, and then you just kind of think, I just can't, I can't do it, I can't, I can't do this conversation justice. Uh, she said, John, you got any thoughts on uh, Bluetooth headphones for running? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, just checking my phone. I don't think I've got a missed call from you, but, um... <laughs> so, um, I didn't, what I should have done is, uh, well, no, what should I have done, Nick? You tell me what I should have done. <laughs> well, I'll tell you how badly I fucked it up. I think it's obvious what you should have done. You should have said, well, I've got a podcast that you should listen to. Yeah. Called, You Don't Look a Runner. Yeah. It's about running fitness and tech. It sounds yeah. right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, uh, we're struggling for we're struggling for listeners. Um, we we need what we whatever we can get. So y- you will do. Um, please subscribe, r- rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, yeah. that's, what, that's what you should have said. What did you say? Did you bark Al Rally Sobart? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. I think the thing is, is that in my everyday life most people would be confused by the idea that I've got a podcast about fitness running and tech. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to, for them to unpack. These are regular people who <laughs> go about their lives. They live normal little lives. <laughs> no, but to be fair though, John, if I was to look at you, I'd be more surprised if you didn't have a podcast. Because you are uh, a white man with glasses and up until very recently a beard. Yeah, who sure. is involved tangentially in fitness? Just, well, just just modern like technology and IT and so you work in IT, don't you? So, um, yeah, sure. Do you want me to fix your computer? Or, if you or, or, didn't or, or, have, if you didn't have a podcast, I'd assume that you had had something a little bit wrong, wrong just wrong in your life. Like, so, but what's stopping him from what's stopping him from starting a podcast? When you see someone like that, Nick, when you see someone who is like in their in their thirties and they're white and they've got a beard and they've got glasses and, and a haircut and they're drinking a they're drinking a wanker beer, yeah. And and when they say that they don't have a podcast to you, do you go, oh, it's all right, it's all right. I recommend this microphone, and that's basically then you started. Yeah, but I, that must I, be what's holding the back. Oh, that's why I see. I see. I see. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah um, no. <sighs> Not not everybody listen. Most people don't listen to podcasts. Is one thing, and then most people don't listen to podcasts that I'm in, and that's the other thing. Well, uh, uh, breaking down this world of right. So you know, there's a thing called podcasts, right? Yeah, no, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Ricky Gervais, that's right. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, don't, no, don't use an iPod. No, no, you don't need an iPod. No, it's, it's, yeah, it comes on your phone. And um, yeah, well, I've got one. And uh, see, I, I do, I do think this is interesting, right? Because, because for me, like podcasts are my number one form of media consumption. But oh, I everyone am, else is wrong, Nick. Everyone but I am sort of aware that nobody else listens to podcasts really on like a large scale. No. Like, I think, but big, big podcasts get numbers in the region of like a couple of a hundred thousand downloads, which, yeah. which obviously is, you know, absolute bird feed to what sort of numbers we're getting. Um, but like, if you compare that to YouTube videos or literally any other form of media, it's just nothing. Yeah. But, but to me, they're like the most important thing. Yeah. It's really weird. It's really, uh, it's really weird. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's fine because the people who do care uh, really care. So that's good. That's I, fine. I gave I gave her an in to ask me about my podcasting. I mean, she didn't know I had a podcast. To be clear, I didn't say that. But, oh, you um, should. To- we should totally get t-shirts to say, "Ask me about my podcast." Ask me about my podcast. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, no. So she said, uh, she said, oh, do, do you use it? I was like, yeah, uh, I've tried a few, tried a few Bluetooth ones. Um, I, I did, I did say, I've got lots of opinions on headphones, to be honest with you. I did see your Facebook post the other day and I didn't re- respond because I would have bored everybody. So, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've got some opinions. And she went, oh, what do you use? I said, oh, actually, I don't use Bluetooth anymore. And she said, oh, so you listen to stuff when you're running? And I said, yeah. And she said, oh, blah, blah, blah. She had some story about how she was normally runs in a group, wants to run on her own for a bit. And I just went, oh, I normally listen to podcasts. And she went, all oh, right, yeah, I listen to music. I was like, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Yeah, that, door, nice that door was yeah. shut there for me. That door was shut. So mm, you don't lose it, yeah. You don't lose it. The old, uh, the old charm. Just uh, sure, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. That, that, that. <laughs> but interesting, interesting for, for you. Um, um, I said, I said, I did have some, and they had this wire on them. And the problem with the wired ones is, over time, the wires jog around and they get loose. And she went, "They do these neckband ones." Yeah. Uh, I, I, they, I, well, I'm just going to check my phone again. Was, yeah. Because I'm sure you must have. It must have been. Some, well, what day so was she, it? I just wanted to. Just wanted to check. This morning. So she goes. Uh, well, she goes yeah, no, they, nothing from you today, Mum. Maybe I had a call. Maybe I've seen, I've seen these neck, I've seen these neckband ones. They look a little bit more resilient than those ones with the floppy wires. And I went, yeah, you should absolutely get the neckband ones. And she went, oh, what about the uh, what about the earpods? Airpods. Point, did you correct AirPods. her and say earpods? Did you correct I, her? No, I, I correct. Probably, I probably got it wrong myself. Oh. Um, so, um, so yeah, no, we. Um, I talked briefly about that. I probably at that point, I probably could have said, well, my friend Nick has done a 50 minute <laughs> nonstop monologue on them. If you want to listen to it. This was a slightly strange part of the conversation because, because she doesn't listen. Uh, I, I feel fine in saying this. She went, I was thinking I might get them in America. Um, cause they might be cheaper cause we're going to America soon. And I went, Oh, you go to America soon. And she went, shush. My son doesn't know. So, but I just use the same volume as you at the same distance from him. <laughs> like he's literally walking a foot in front of you. What? Yeah, exactly. Oh, are we going to Disneyland? Yeah, they are. Well, that's why you, that's why you keep things from kids, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, no. But she said out loud, "We're going to America soon," and I said, "Oh, you're going to America soon," and she said, "Shush! <laughs> Don't talk about that in front of the kids." 
<laughs> yeah, but you're yeah, but you 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 you've got a problem with volume control. Oh, I've said you've this, met Carl, haven't you? I've said this to you before. On you've met Carl, out. haven't you? I have met Carl. Yeah, why was yeah? Carl that's why I've got a problem with volume. Why? Have you not heard him? No. He listens to the show. At least, at least, I hope you're right in now. At least start on him and then move on. <laughs> what, what, what's Carl? Carl? Carl's a lovely he's, chap. He's so loud. Oh, gaslighting Carl now as well. So it's me, it's Stedman, and it's Carl. All of us beleaguered. We need to start. We're going to start our own podcast where we talk about you, John oh, Cast. Please do. please do. You'd love that, wouldn't you? You'd bloody love that. Tune in every week. That's been my game plan all along. <laughs> More follow up. God, <laughs> I'm like the Emperor Palpatine of this. Oh, I watched Phantom Menace yesterday. Yeah, um, still terrible. Mm-hmm. Got worse. Yeah, um, but it's got it's got worse because I've got a decent TV now. Oh yeah, no, it's it's really badly made. Oh my god, it looks awful. Mm. Clone Wars cartoon literally looks better. Oh yeah, well, well yeah. Um, uh, um, but they've got um, on board on board um, Amidala's spaceship, that Nubian Royal Star Cruiser. Next time you're watching that, just have a look in the background. There's some people having lunch <laughs> at a table, and they appear to have the the smolt sentient salt centerpiece. <laughs> because there's this thing in the middle of the table. It's just, just standing there like like a big dildo in the middle of the table. <laughs> with flashing lights on it, and they're picking it up and putting it over their food, and they're putting it down again. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, I, I know that is technically a callback to another podcast, but it's just so funny. I, I feel I, the need to keep it. I um, I I hated those films, obviously. Yeah, sure. Um, but but I I'm never been a Star Wars fanboy at all. Right. But those are those are objectively bad films, and this, the deal was really sealed with those films when. Towards, I think it's towards the I end. I mean, from George Lucas's point of view, they're good. No, no, no. That 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 simply can't be the case. Um, they are objectively bad by any any measure. But really, if you were kind of on the fence, I think there's two pieces of dialogue towards the end of the final film yeah. that, that really set you straight about like, okay, is is he actually he's he's taking the piss, isn't he? Um, there is the bit where Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting and um, Obi-Wan says, you know, essentially the Sith, the Sith are evil. Yeah. And then Anakin says, this is, this is literally word for word what he says in the actual dialogue of a film that got made and was yeah, then maybe. released in the cinema. He says, <laughs> but from my point of view... <laughs> yeah. It's the Jedi who are evil. He actually uses the phrase in in dialogue, in in film dialogue, he uses the phrase, but from my point of view. (laughs) Now, I'm pretty sure that if you're writing a film, the whole point of view thing is something that's left, it's left off the table, isn't it? It's left up to the audience to work out. If he'd have said, no, the Jedi are evil, they would have said, well, that's just his point of view. They wouldn't have said, well, that's objective fact. Yeah. Now he said it. Doesn't need to, don't tell me. Doesn't need, don't to, tell. doesn't need to clarify. So there's that, that's the first bit of, of dialogue about film that makes me um, 
just sicked, sicked my stomach. By the way, quick, quick, quick matter chat, just for a second. Yeah, did, sure. did you, did you clock that I did that line and then go, yeah, but I'm heading there, John. So I'm just going to kind of just go past it. Or did I just, did you not clock that I did that line? What line? <laughs> you said they're really bad films. I said, yeah, but from George Lucas's point of view. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you gaslighted me on that one. Cause it was worth it. Um, so, I, yeah, so, I mean that is, that is a that is a stunningly bad line, and you, and you wonder who was editing well, the script. No, the, the thing is, I I saw that line happen, and I was like, well, that's that's the low point. That is the worst piece of dialogue I've ever seen in a film. And did someone squeeze your knee and say, just hang on? For yeah, about just wait eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer, said Natalie Portman, because <laughs> actually it wasn't. Sorry, sorry, it wasn't Natalie Portman. It was a robot. But even so. <laughs> There's a point where um, Natalie Portman is dying. I, know, I don't want to spoil anything. But don't do oh. not do not watch that film. There's a point. There's a point where um, Natalie Portman is dying, and again, I'm not. This is going to sound like I'm taking a piss, but this is actually what the line is. Yeah. The line, the important bit of the line, the bit that people always say is the second half of the line, but I think the really, really important bit of this is the first half of the line. The full line, what the robot. So she's dying, okay? She's, yeah. she's dying. And, what's she um, dying, Nick? Well, they're, they're all looking very earnest about why she's dying. And they go to the robot doctor. I don't know how he got seniority in the room because he's a fucking robot. But he's included in seven, seven uh, years. Doctor of... robot to you. I didn't go. I didn't go to seven years of doctor robot college and then do an internship for ten years to be called Mister Robot to you. So you go to Doctor Robot. <laughs> Which is the sequel to the... Uh, <laughs> After he's been to uni, that's Mr. Robot, the college years. <laughs> so what does he say? So, so we go to Dr. Robot, and they say, <laughs> Dr. Robot, or whatever the fuck they call him, <laughs> to say, what, you know, what's the... I don't, know what they, I don't know what they say, because what he says is so permanently ingrained in my brain... It's like a, it's like when a horse bolts. They don't see everything around them. They only see what's directly in front of them. So they ask him what, why, why she's dying, and he says, verbatim, "There's nothing medically wrong with her." <laughs> Brackets. And I went to Doctor Robot School. <laughs> now call me a robot if you will, but there's nothing. There's nothing nothing medically wrong with her she's dying she's She's dying she is literally about to die within this scene there's nothing medically wrong with her it's almost as if she's lost the will to live now i don't i don't want to criticize the doctoring school of robots (laughs) but it seems to me that if she is dying, whatever the cause of that, that there is something medically wrong with her. Namely, that she's dying. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, what were we talking about? Because... Um... <laughs> oh, there's nothing, uh, nothing medically wrong with this uh, podcast. <laughs> but I am losing my fucking will to live. <laughs> You 
can find us on the internet at runnerpod.com. We are on Twitter at runnerpod. Um, you can email us hello at runnerpod.com. That is us for another week. Bye bye. Peace. You don't look like a runner with Nick and John. 